This is WMPG 90.9 Southern Maine Community Radio from USM. In the Pocket, a show where BIPOC, Black, Indigenous, people of color, creatives, artists, and culturists come together and talk about their inspirations, share their narrative, and explore culture. This is a special episode of In the Pocket where I am expanding on Black culture beyond the borders of Maine. I was fortunate enough to have an interview with one of the protesters from Hashtag NSARS, who was witness to the Leaky Toll Gate Massacre in Nigeria that occurred on October 20th, 2020. As a descendant of enslaved Americans with one third of my DNA Nigerian, and as a member of the Black diaspora, I am connected to the political unrest in Nigeria. As human beings, we are all connected by socio-political movements. Hashtag NSARS is a parallel movement to Black Lives Matter. I, probably like many WMPG listeners, needed education to understand what hashtag NSARS is. Let me share with you what I learned as a brief synopsis of this civil unrest. SARS stands for Special Anti-Robbery Squad, which is a special police unit accused of police brutality. Protests to disband the Special Nigerian Police Unit first began in 2017 under the hashtag NSARS banner. We are currently seeing the second wave, which started on October 8th, 2020. This second wave is a decentralized social movement with peaceful protest against police brutality. The Feminist Coalition organization has been collecting and dispensing donations for hashtag end SARS. Released on October 11th were hashtag end SARS five demands. One, immediate release of all arrested protesters. Two, justice for all deceased victims of police brutality and appropriate compensation for their families. Three, setting up an independent body to oversee the investigation and persecution of all reports of police misconduct within 10 days. Four, in line with the new police act, psychological evaluation and retraining by an independent body of all disbanded SARS officers before they can be redeployed. Five, increase police salary so they are adequately compensated for protecting lives and property of citizens. On October 12th, 2020, President Buhari announced disbanding of SARS. Then on October 13th, President Buhari announced a new police unit called SWAT, Special Weapons and Tactics. This simple renaming of the police unit was not meeting any demands of hashtag NSARS. On October 20th, 2020, Lagos State Governor Sanu Alu declared a 9 p.m. curfew, possibly in the hopes to reopen the leaky toll gate for business, since the equivalent of $577,000 in tolls are collected there weekly. The lights were turned off at the toll gate and Nigerian armed forces opened fire, murdering at least 12 protesters. Before Nigeria's liberation from Great Britain in 1960, protesting 
Nigerians were met with brutal, murderous force. It is no surprise that the current government, the former conquered, act as their former conquerors did. Tonight's special guest on In the Pocket, an activist and a painter. Please introduce yourself. Let me let me break it down by syllables. Yes. Chi, chi, bu, easy. Chi, bu, easy. That's C H I B U E Z E. Chi, bu, easy. Chi, bu, easy. Then, yes. Thank. That very nice. Chi, bu, easy. Then Nathaniel. Nathan. Nathaniel. Nathaniel. Yes. Chibuizi Nathaniel. Yes, that's my name. I'm from Nigeria. Um, from this part of Nigeria. I live and reside in Lagos, which happens to be the commercial capital of the country. Um, for two weeks now, the youth of this country took to the streets on a very peaceful protest against police brutality. There is a unit of the Nigerian police force, they call SAS, in abbreviation, SAS, we call it the Special Anti-Robbery Squad, created by the government to tackle robbery incidents and um, weapon sin. But the narratives of those, the, the function of those police units changed over the years. They attack innocent civilians. They, they see you with a phone, with an iPhone. They call you a criminal. They see you with a laptop. They call you a criminal. They see you with a dilapidated car, a jalopy. So fights a car. They call you. They call you a criminal. They shoot. They, they, their impunity is of the highest quality. They, they, they shoot you and tell you nothing is going to happen, and it's not going. And nothing is going to happen really. So the youth, the, the what really sparked up the protest was they went to an hotel about two weeks ago, dragged two young boys out, shot one of them dead, shot the other one injured, and drove away with their car. And it was recorded from someone's phone, and it circulated all over the internet. Then the youth got very angry. We came with a very peaceful protest with our flags, our national flags, and we convened somewhere at Lagos. It's called Lake Itokit. So we convened there to protest. We demanded for the police reform to, and the end to the unit, that South unit. So the government did not respond. The president said nothing. The protest continued for about a week then. They said, according to the Inspector General of Police, that they have disbanded the unit. Let me remind you, this is the fourth time they are disbanding this unit. Wow. We refuse to leave. We refuse to leave the streets because our government is full of deceit and lies. They have disbanded this unit four times. So we wanted invisible invisible results we wanted them to reform the police like when you go a nigerian police officer is underpaid a nigerian police officer is dehumanized when you go to the nigerian police barracks is worse than the prison yard in nigeria it's dirty 
it's stinking and these are officers you give AK-47 to protect our lives they come out very hungry they come out bitter their mental state is down their social state is down their physical state is down we did not ask for much we only asked for the reformation of the police units now in Nigeria a common man minimum wage is 30,000 naira we spend naira our currency is naira it's 30,000 naira which is less than $100 that's the minimum wage depending on your level the minimum wage is 30,000 naira a senator's salary in this country is about 36 million naira per month that's about thousands of 36 million naira it's equivalent to thousands of dollars per month maybe hundred thousand dollars something about per month they are entitled to six official government suvs per year they will serve for four years times six they get 24 suvs per year and the common man can't eat three square meal we although the the protests displayed was to end SARS and police reform but we have other agendas with our protest like ending bad governance in this country this country our politicians our leaders they embezzle our funds our commonwealth they bring it to country like the united states and the uk they will buy properties there they will invest there now our education system in this country is nothing to write about. The lecturers, the teachers are being old salary, they are not being paid. Our syllabus is very old. These politicians, their children don't school in this country. They take them outside, they bring them to the US to school. Very expensive schools in the US. They bring them to the UK to school and other foreign countries there. That's where they school. Their wives, their children, their concubines, their boyfriend, their girlfriends are not in this country. They live largely luxurious life outside there. The common man in Nigeria is not asking for luxury. We are only asking for basic amenities. We want good roads. In Nigeria, you can't drive a hundred meter road without stumbling on potholes. We don't have constant electricity. So we are entitled to maybe four or five hours electricity per 24 hours per day, which is very bad. Our healthcare system is not to write about. You have an emergency, you go to the hospital, you have to buy the hospital card. Whether you are dying, they don't care. Whether you are losing blood, they don't care. You have to buy the hospital card before they attend to you, if they will attend to you. Our health workers go on strike daily. They are on strike at the moment. They are not being paid. Nigeria is a country blessed with so many natural resources. Our oil reserve is untapped. We have so many things in this land, but these leaders come vampires, connive with higher powers to keep us in darkness. They bring hunger, they weaponize hunger to make us, we are slaves in this country, in fact, not just Nigeria, Africa, but let me just talk about my country. They make us slaves in our own country. 
you go to school, you come out, you can't even get a job. Your education is just a waste. We run errands, we do odd jobs to survive. Most Nigerians don't make honest living. It's not their fault. The system designed it that way. You can't make an honest living. If you want to live by an honest living, you will perish in poverty. Now, during this protest on Tuesday, while we were peacefully protesting against these bad governments, we had no weapons, we had no guns, we had no machetes. We only had our flag, our national flag, and we were singing our national anthem. That's all. The state government pronounced a curfew around 1 p.m. The curfew to take place by 4 p.m., three hours notice. In the morning of that fateful day on Tuesday, some guys came to the protesting ground. They uninstalled the security cameras. Like 30 minutes before the Nigerian army attacked peaceful protesters, they switched off the street lights and the billboards, they switched every light off. Then we just saw ammo tanks approaching the protest ground and sporadic shootings. Live ammunition, live rounds were shot at protesters. I saw dead bodies. I witnessed three dead bodies with my own eyes. Right to my heels. They were straight bullets, they were shooting sporadically at peaceful protesters. Peaceful protesters. You can Google it, you see it online, the videos, except they have taken them down. Yes, I've seen it. Now, this evening, the president addressed the nation. Because there was chaos, there was anarchy all over Nigeria now. There's anarchy all over Nigeria now. He came on national TV to address the nation. He came on national TV to address the nation. And he did not mention about the death at the toll gates. He did not make mention of it. He was not sorry about it. And these guys are citizens. These guys are Nigerians. These guys are somebody's son and daughter. These guys are somebody's father. They are somebody's mother. They wasted precious life, precious Nigerian life for their own gain. In the spirit of the anarchy and looting, in the country, there is massive looting in the country now. Angry mobs, breaking shops, breaking malls. They discovered a warehouse somewhere in Lagos. The warehouse is 600 feet by 600 feet by size. The warehouse contains rice, noodles, pasta, sugar, and salt. Meant for COVID-19 palliatives. It was meant to be shared during the heat of the COVID. This wicked government locked it up in the warehouse, left us in hunger. During the COVID, we were, we were, we were, we were, we were, we were, we were so hungry. There was no food anywhere. Nigerians were suffering. And we have food stored in warehouse, locked up, locked up by the government. Why do you think they now, were my, doing that? Yeah, to my own discretion, I think they maybe they want to use it for their own ambition, their own during election. Oh. They will bring it out. They will use it to campaign for their own election. They will share the food. You vote for them, they'll give you food. That is my own discretion. I don't know why they locked it up. Yeah. Because they were supposed to share this food since March. And this is October, ending of October, going to November. 
you see how many more difference so many people died of hunger not even covid covid did not kill anybody in nigeria covid 19 did not kill anybody in nigeria african our human system are so strong god made it so in, in we have malaria presently no everybody in africa have malaria imbued in them that's our society drainages are not clean sewages all over the place the government don't care they don't give it them all they care is just to embezzle the billions the embezzle it's take it to foreign countries put their children in good schools and that's all so in during the covid no covid there was no covid patients they only died of hunger starvation i can't say that anyway they died of hunger and starvation i was just lucky i got help to feed myself and some family members but the situation in nigeria is as worse is is as worse than than than, than that in hellfire now they will suppress the media they won't want the outside world to see it that's why i clamored for this interview i want you to publish it make it known to the outside world what is going on in this country the evil the heinous atrocities these people are committing here so it's very very bad very very bad like i'm just losing my mind it's very very bad i don't just know how to explain it but very 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 bad the situation is very very bad these guys are monsters they don't care they don't care they they, they swallow our common world and they don't care they don't give a damn there's no job anywhere so is there is there currently still a curfew the president this evening according to his speech said everybody should go about their normal business okay but i don't know which business he's talking about so each state in nigeria we are divided by states not provinces we have states each state pronounced each state governors pronounce their own curfew so it's down to them to undo their curfew but Lagos state governor hasn't said anything about the curfew so definitely the curfew still remains maybe tomorrow morning because we are the night now tomorrow morning we'll see whether the curfew have been relaxed and i'm so happy and thankful that you are alive um and have been able to maintain yes. safe yes so has was this the first uh protest that has happened in recent years yeah this is the first protest that have happened in recent years you know nigerians we 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 are not troublemakers we might be loud people but we don't like trouble we are very happy people even in our worst condition we still find a way to be happy we listen to our music we share our bottle of beer we watch football and we're happy with that but even if the government don't give us anything they don't give us anything they take from us they impose tax on us but we don't care but the the killings the impunity by the police made the youth came out we came out and we requested for a for an end to police impunity and the reformation of the police because if you don't reform the police 
they can't serve. Those guys are hungry. They are underpaid. They are not well treated. The common Nigerian police is dirty. You see him, you think he's an armed robber. Wow. Wielding an AK-47. He's not happy. Their barracks is nothing to write to. I can't live. I am a Nigerian. I can't live in a Nigerian police barracks. Instead, I'll sleep on the streets. It's not, it's not proper. You have to reform them mentally, socially, physically, every you can reform them so they can serve. Police have to be happy to work. Those guys are sad. They are sadists. Building weapon, massive weapon of massive destruction. They just open fire. Anyhow. So. So it's part of all we. It was despaired of our protest. So the police, their living conditions are bad. How are police selected? Like, how does somebody become a police officer in Nigeria? Yeah, in Nigeria. The criteria to be a police chief, when you don't have job, you don't have any other thing to do, you go and you lobby. In Nigeria, they lobby to become police officers. They even pay bribe to get enrolled. You buy the police from lobby and hire officer, so you get selected. The same thing with the Nigerian army. You don't just get you don't just get selected. You have to lobby. And that's the system. You have to love it. It's like a survival job. It's not a job from the heart. Um, and there have been, supposedly there have been reforms of the police four times. But nothing has actually there, changed. There, there was no reform in any way. There was no reform. They only disbanded these units four times. They came out the first time, they told us it has been disbanded. It continued the second time, it has been disbanded. It continued the third time, it has been disbanded. This is the fourth time they are disbanding these units. Now they brought out another unit, they called it SWAT. We, the youth, said we don't want SWAT. That is not what we want. We want a reformation of the Nigerian police force. Don't bring any other units. Reform the ones we have. There's no accountability in this country, no transparency. The government is far from head to toe. And you are a, a painter, correct? Or do you not want to talk about that? Yeah. Okay, yes. I'm a, I'm a visual artist. That's what, that's what I do. That's my occupation. But I do other jobs. I run around. I do other jobs to survive. So with the visual art, um, are you, is it digital? Are you painting? I paint on canvas, not digital. Nice. I don't have access to computer. I can't buy, I can't afford the computer. So I do it on canvas, I paint on canvas. Oil on canvas, acrylic on canvas. That's what I do. And a little bit sculpture. Nice. I think I was told that you have done a, you do portraiture as well? I do portraiture. How long have you been painting and sculpting? Um, I started painting 2012. 2012. Because during all the, all the other years, I was hustling on the streets, selling things. I was hawking. There was no time. But I, I enrolled in a college 2012. 
when I started my first painting ever, 2012. And I was told that um, a professor from Portland uh, had one of your, or you did a portrait for them. Um, how did that come about? Have you been to Maine, or how did you guys meet? No, she she was my friend on Facebook. Maybe she saw some of my job, and she asked if I could do it, and I was very happy. I said, yes, ma'am, I could do it. So she said, <laughs> sorry. <clears throat> she sent me a picture. She sent me pictures. Then I did the job for her and sent it to her. I was very happy about that. The job really saved me, <laughs> saved me and my family. And she was a very nice person. Uh, what's the plug? How can people reach you to commission you for any work? Let me let me break it down by syllables. Yes. Chi, chi, bu. Easy, Chibu Easy. That's C H I B U E Z E. Chibu Easy. Chibu Easy. Then, yes, thank. Them. Very nice. Chibu Easy. Then Nathaniel. Nathan. Nathaniel. Nathaniel. Yes. Chibu Easy. Nathaniel. Yes, that's my name. I'll be delighted to do any job. <laughs> Great. Delighted, and I charge very reasonable price. Um, are you still on Facebook? I'm on Facebook. Thank you for listening to In the Pocket with your host, Flo Edwards. And our guest today would like the donations, if any, to be sent to the Feminist Coalition, which is an organization that is collecting, dispensing donations for hashtag NSARS. You are listening to WMPG. 90.9 Southern Maine Community Radio.